Full disclosure show. I'm digging my wind the first. We got Bobby Rich Green, Big Dick Dazzly, Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. You know what we tell it like a T I is. What up, what up, what up? Hey, What's man. up, y'all? We back in it, man. It's the end of Scorpio season. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, actually, it might be over. I, I, I think it's, 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 it's my season, season. now. It's season. It's my season. What's up to all you wonderful, beautiful Sagas out there? And we happy to Sexy have Sagas. the little lady back. You know what I mean? I've been missing a week with illness. Yes. Yes. Good to have you back. Yeah, thank y'all for your prayers and well wishes. Got <laughs> her back here. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, he will. I'm glad to be back. I was down and out, man. I had to go to the uh, to the health food store and get me some vitamins, get me some elderberries, get my immune system right. I think I was, my immune system had got weak with all the back and forth to the hospital with my mom and all the stress I was under. I think it finally caught, under, caught up to me, but I'm good now and I'm back. Back in the saddle. Back. Guess who's bizarre? <laughs> yes, indeed, man. We want to, uh, again, we want y'all feedback, man. We want y'all comments, calls. We get the uh, put that call in number. Call in three three zero five seven eight forty two thirty. See what's going on. Thanks to everybody, man. That's supporting everybody. That's showing love. Like, again, we came to uh, share it, like it, push to try to push the thing forward as much as we can. Cause I think I think it's important, man. I think it's important. So you know, let's do the damn thing, y'all. That's what we do. Make it do what it do, baby. So uh, without further ado, I guess we can go ahead and get in the proceedings. Who want to set this thing off? Uh, you know, I, I guess I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, uh, take time and go ahead and set the thing off, man. Since uh, I think everybody's seen, if you haven't, the whole thing with Colin Kaepernick workout with the NFL. We kind of touched on it a little bit last weekend. And, I really want to get into the whole thing and the, you know, the, whether it was the NFL wanted him to work out, but they wanted him to sign a waiver, and he didn't want to sign a waiver, oh. and, it, and so the, they nixed the workout and moved it to to a high school, and so there's been a lot of back and forth. Did he really was it legit on the NFL's part? Was it legit, legit on his part? Was it just a photo? Was it just a, a stunt for publicity? What will? What won't? So, on the first take, you know, Stephen A. Smith and uh, Terrell Owens was a guest, former player was a guest. And uh, they was going back and forth. And uh, we, I think we, we, got, we got the little part of the video queued up. You got that, you, you on the Bluetooth there, Rich? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, share, I'm gonna share it in yeah, this Yeah, we're gonna link. share it in the group. I just wanna play a little bit of this to really get y'all to what prompted me to come up with this topic. Because yeah, it, was, it was fire. Yeah. What's first take is on uh, ESPN, ESPN. Right? and it's a little talk show thing. All right, we'll get this queued up and put it on the Bluetooth, on the Bluetoothers. Got that all queued. Got that. Go. Which one is it? JBL. Extreme. Always got to be extreme, don't we? 
Alright y'all, I'm sharing this link inside the group, so if you want to watch it again, this is again Terrell Owens on first take. But what he wanted was transparency for people to see the full workout, to see the full Colin Kaepernick. Again, you, you mentioned obviously Max is going to get in here. Like I said, I'm in the streets. Max almost seems blacker than you, Stephen A. And with 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 what he with, with he's Tom. coming, Tom. you know, Tom. with his commentary. Tommy, with all due respect, my brother. You know, <laughs> I'm just you, saying. Though. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm just I'm saying. I'm gonna check you right now. You don't cross. I'm the line. just saying. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Wait a minute. You don't cross the line. First of all, like I said, you. Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, any of y'all that want to debate me in front of black people and talk about what's best for black people, name the time and place, I'll show up. I don't want to hear, what's the definition of blackness? Is there a definitive definition of blackness? Why are you giving the impression that because I don't march lockstep with every single thing that Colin Kaepernick wants? Okay, excuse me, hold on. Well, we can, we can stop right there. Right? 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 Because he, he, he asked the question, what is what is blackness? And then he goes on to say, you know, where he's from. I'm from Queens, da, 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 da. And, um, you know, then, you know, it was all this whole thing with the with, with the, the Harry Tubman movie, right? When, when they cast a, a, the woman, from, a black woman from Britain. And, you know, a lot of black people like, why, why can't they cast her? You know, this whole notion of what is black, what, what does it mean to be black? You know what I mean? You call a man out. Like, say, if you don't eat, you know, chilling in pig feet, you ain't black. You know what I mean? Like, what is this What is this notion of blackness? So I just want to just go ahead and put this question out to you wonderful people and everybody out there that's checking in on this. You know what I'm saying? What, is, what, what does it mean to you? What is it? Well, Lisa, Lisa. Well, I, I hear this often. Like, when I was growing up, I would hear people say, like, because I, I guess people speak proper English. Oh, you talk like a white girl. Well, and I would say, well, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? I because, never got that. Because I don't, I think because people associate negativity or ignorance with black people, when you, when you go outside the norm, they figure that you're not being black enough. But I agree with what um, Stephen Smith said on that, on that part. I don't agree with everything he said, mm. but... I mean, just because you don't go with what somebody says or you don't agree with, with a black movement doesn't mean that you against black culture or you are against black black people bettering themselves or what have you. You don't have to agree with everything to agree with somebody. You say like, I can agree with A, B, C, but don't have to agree with Z and F, but why can't we get along, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I just think that people don't even know what it means to be black, period. Like, the culture that we that you see every day, that's not being black. That's not our culture. That's not, that's not even anybody's culture. That's just, I guess you could say that's just America's culture, how I look at it. America as a country, but individually, that be that what we feel is black behavior is not really black behavior and i think that people think just because you don't carry yourself if you don't wear weave or if you don't eat chitlins or if you don't eat greens or you know what I'm saying? Then you ain't being black, but that's not being black. That's right. that's a preference. That's what you like. You say i think once people learn what who they are black people, once they learn who they are themselves, then maybe that 
that the, that saying will um, be erased. Just like that whole, uh, you're racist, you're racist. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I think people misuse that just as much. About you. Uh, well, as it relates to Stephen A. Smith, you know, I have to agree with his last, everything you said basically, Lisa, I don't agree with everything that Stephen A. said, obviously. Uh, actually, I don't like the angle he took. I think he put his foot in his mouth and then he just had to double down and stay behind it. And, you know, the aftermath of that, what Terrell Owens said, and then the shows uh, that preceded that, he stayed more and more in pocket and lock and step with what he said even presented with more information. Because when he said what he had, you know, uh, which was ridiculing uh, Colin Kaepernick for moving the workout 51 miles away from where it was. I think that the workout was way north, he moved it 51 miles south. Uh, he gave two hours notice. 25 teams were showing up originally, only seven ended up watching the workout. Um, but, you know, whether he was right or wrong, once again, he wanted to help control his own narrative. So let's just get that out of the way. Stephen A was explaining, basically, bro, you already know what you're up against. Play the game the right way. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna work for them. So you know that they got some BS in the game. Yeah, you might. Basically, he's saying sacrifice your who you are as a as a person for this job. Now, blackness. When we're talking about what is black. You know, what is that? I mean, you, you can't really define that. That's like saying, what is white? Mm -hmm. what, is, what, is, what is Chinese? What is Mexican? What is Japanese? You know, certain traditions and cultural norms that a lot of other cultures have and ethnicities have that we don't because we were purposely separated from our culture, our names, our heritage, our religions, our belief systems. So it was bastardized anyway. So most of the things that we, we tend to think is black, you know, oh, you real black if you had real sweet Kool-Aid. You yeah. know, if, if, if you did mm -hmm. this, you know, you ain't black unless you had this. Like people show pictures and stuff. You, you, yeah. you had chitlins, you ain't black enough. You ain't done this, you ain't black enough. We, we, we've come to take the symbols of what someone else gave us, the scraps that they gave us, and then label that blackness. Poverty. But, but, but you're poverty is labeled black. Yeah. But, you know I mean? but yeah, but if you really take a look at what it is, is it's saying blackness is taking the worst out of any struggle and making the best out of it. Not perpetuating the behavior, but uplifting yourself. So blackness, in essence, what they were trying to say is taking the worst that life gives you and turning it into something beautiful. And now that we know there's more things out there, we should be making our lives more and more beautiful. But to tell somebody they're not being black because of this and that. And I understand where Terrell was coming from because Max Kellerman was 100% in Colin Kaepernick's uh, on his side. He said, hey, why should he have to kowtow to the NFL? This is a white guy saying mm -hmm. this. a white Jewish guy saying this. Mm -hmm. Why does he have to kowtow? They put language in there that basically said Colin could never sue them and all this other stuff. They, they told Stephen A., Max Kellerman, ESPN, that it was a standard waiver that they were asking him to sign. But once they got the, so they were reading what a waiver looks like. I'm like, well, there's nothing crazy in there. Then they got the one that he actually received from the NFL. And it had all these crazy stipulations in it. So Stephen A spoke without having a full story. Instead of saying, hey, I spoke without having a full story, but I still stand by most of what I said. Mm -hmm. And it would have died. But our pride gets in the way. I think Stephen, Stephen A Smith's pride got in his way. But being black, I've heard that hey, you, you speak like this or you can't define blackness. And most people telling you what blackness is, 
don't even know their own history. Exactly. Or they won't even spend time trying to learn their own history. So I don't even pay too much attention to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because people handcuff themselves yeah. to an to a ideal of what they think is supposed to be black and won't go outside of it for fear of All being right. ridiculed. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's white people stuff. I don't want to do that. And they rob themselves of a, a experience. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Just because what somebody else said, you know, what's black or what's not black. It's, it's just real interesting. You know, we talk about, you know, can black people be racist? And we went back in that, and you know, we talk about how we can be as closed-minded as anybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A part of that is because we don't know who we are. We don't know. Like to me, like when, when I try to define what blackness is, it's more or less a shared understanding of our history. You know what I mean? Like if you have a if you have a, a understanding of the history and the struggle, you know what I mean? Then with during that. That would give you a, a ballpark figure of where to operate from. You know what I mean? To have a true understanding of history and what happened to us and where we were before. I think if you had that, that's a good uh, foundation of, of being black. You know what I mean? I know when I finally started to understand what we had went through as a people, where we were before then, and, and the real story, not the story they give you in high in school. You know what I mean? The real deal, and you start to really understand like the struggle, it frames your thought of mind and your, and your, your view on things. You know what I mean? So now you view things from a different perspective. Like, so Stephen A is viewing things in a situation from the perspective of like an executive in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's that's his understanding, you know what I mean? And Max Kellerman, who is a lot more learned than Stephen A. Smith about, even though he's a spectator, he's a white dude, you know? And that's the one thing why I didn't like about it. You, you know, we joke about it and comparing on this white dude, but on national TV, you don't throw your brother in the bus like no, that, that cool. on a white boy. You just don't do it. You know what I mean? Mm. If you felt like that and y'all was arguing in the Put green the room. Side later. Yeah, if y'all was in the green room, you said, but you don't do that on TV. And I wouldn't so, say he's more well-learned. I would just say he didn't have to suffer the things Stephen A. did. For Stephen A. to be... Well, I mean, as far as, like, as far as, like, conscious, conscious, conscious understanding of the struggle, it seems, it seems like Max Kellerman has a lot more insight than Stephen A. You know what I mean? And, but Stephen A. has experienced it. You know, for real. Yes, for real. For real. You know what I mean? It's like you got that guy who got all the books and he yeah, know it all, yeah. but he ain't never been in the, he got the, the practice shit. Really, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So... It's cool to be on the sideline, be like E equals MC squared. Yeah. We'll bring it to the, somebody spit in your face and call you a nigga. <laughs> you ain't gonna want to be black no more. Hey, say that. You ain't gonna want to be black with the police pull up behind you. <laughs> hey, uh, 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 Serena Thomas said uh, exactly, Lisa. Uh, Patrick Bubba Boy Cole says Stephen A. still didn't own up to his error, and I agree with you, Patrick. Once once the whole story came out, if I'm Stephen A., I said, hey, I was not given mm -hmm. all the facts of it. So, but he did say that, but then he just doubled down. That's that's called pride. That's evil. Yeah. That's pride. Well, you know we don't want to be wrong. No, I think, mm -hmm. also I think that uh, being, in my opinion, being black or being black enough, in my opinion, is learning your history. I agree with and you. And learning your history as much as you can. You start from as far as back as you can, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, you, and you learn outside of what you already know. Correct. And I mean, if you want to, if you want to switch it around, we can say Stephen A. Smith ain't being black enough. You know what I'm saying? Because he's telling Kaepernick, 
to bow down to the white man and mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I think he's if we want to use terms, he's using that term coonery, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's falling to the coonery term. If you want to, want to switch it around, look at another angle. Well, yeah, that, and that's exactly where we mm -hmm. started off, because that's what Terrell was saying. And you know what? That, that term thrown around and, too and, much. And that's part cool, of the, yeah, that's cool. part too much. Y'all don't even know what cool means. Go ahead, D. I'm sorry. No, that's part of the framework of the, of the, of the topic, too, because just like you said, now, because I don't agree or I say something that might go against the thought of what, you know what I mean, everybody black is supposed to say, I'm cool now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you don't know this or you don't know that or you just doing this and doing that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we, the, you talk about the four Ds, you know what I'm saying? We're so quick to dismiss somebody when, when, when we don't agree with what they say. or, or And that was just a way to dismiss them. That was That's great. the way to dismiss mm -hmm. you. Oh, you ain't black. Max is blacker than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because you feel a certain way, hey. Instead of saying, hey, I don't agree with you. I see where you're coming from. But at the same time, you know, every man has to stand for what he, he or she, every man and every woman has to stand for what he and she believe in. You always got to look in, in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror. And, you know what I mean? And, and if it's something that, that goes against your character, your moral code, standard, whatever it is, each, and that's why when we talk about when people set their soul to the devil, I used to tell my kids, like, look, everybody got decisions to make on every level. That's, that's just what that is. You know, when 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 the boss come in there and tell some corny-ass joke and everybody laughing and <laughs> falling out like it's the funniest. And see, you got to make a you got decision to make. Do I laugh like all these other ass clowns, you know what I'm saying, or do I go about my business? Because that decision is going to dictate how far you go. Not how good you do, you know what I mean? It's, it's how far you do it. Do you kiss eyes mm -hmm. So everybody got some decisions to make. I, you know, I don't want to sit there and say a guy who laughs and jokes and, and giggles. I might laugh at myself, like, ah, look at this. But, you know, he got a family to feed. Amen. And, if that's, and if, he, if that's what's comfortable with him and he can look himself in the mirror, then, hey, you know. Well, Tom, Tom, Thomas McGavra says, Stephen A would sound like an Uncle Tom. And uh, what I did is I put the, because you mentioned the four Ds, and what Derek's talking about the four Ds is, uh, it's heavily used on women, but it's, it's used on uh, black people and uh, different people of different ethnicities from uh, the dominant society. The four Ds are to dismiss someone, then you discredit them, then you demonize them, and ultimately you destroy them. And we see it every day. If, you don't, if you're not locking stuff, I agree with Steve Smith, Stephen A. Smith with this. We don't have to be lock and step with each other, but we still need to learn how to move forward. We see that when you say learn your history, at this point now is what history? Do you want to learn your African history? You want to learn your Moorish history? You want to learn your Black Hebrew Israelite history? You are now every, and it all stems just honestly to me, man. I don't want to uh, dismiss anyone's belief. Actually, I ain't gonna even go down that road, but because I've, I've been there before, I think it's kind of fly when you think about it being the first people on the planet, you're from everywhere. So you can pick any territory on this globe, any continent you want to pick from, and you from that continent. So let's stop the infighting and who's more right and who's this, because I think that's all a shade to keep us still separated. As long as they keep us arguing a little petty things like that, mm -hmm. we can't move forward as a diaspora. So we need to come together, uh, whether it's pan-African, whether we pan-Hebrew-Israelite, whether we're pan-Native uh, American, you know, but to me, it all sounds like no one wants to be sub-Saharan. It's like one minute people are arguing because somebody is too black. 
and then they arguing because you're not black mm -hmm. enough. So I mean, who's the dictator? You don't even know. You don't even know who you are. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know where you came from. But I will say this, y'all. You dig? You know how I feel about this one brother. I ain't, should I put his name out there, man? <laughs> I, I I swear, this brother make my skin crawl when he talks because he always takes the opposite side. Now, people are accusing Stephen A. of this. Basically, what they saying, Stephen A., you always harder on the black athlete than you are on the white athletes. Even with the Miles Garrett stuff, the NFL wasn't even thinking about suspending him to Stephen A. Really took the torch. And he should be out there, and he should do this. And this was egregious. And you know, you know how Stephen A. He's, 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 you know, very. Outgoing, and, and the NFL took that. But if you look at it, Rudolph was the one who instigated well, that whole. We don't situation. know that, that that actually is is said that that's what. We don't, Whatever, we don't it's know. It was gaslighting at his best. Now, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, we don't know. But I, I was getting at Jason Whitlock. It's really mm -hmm. hard. Like you said, sometimes he makes a good point. But Jason Whitlock, whatever is the opposite side of defending us, he takes that opposite side. He but then too. again, you know what? Sometimes that's good because of all the self-loathing. We talked about that this on the show. We have to get rid of that victim mentality. But we also have to know when the, when the deck is set against us. And the deck was set against Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. But once again, you're trying to get a job in their league. They don't want you there. So they're going to give you every chance they can to make it look like you messed up. And that's what this was all about. Uh, Patrick Buckboy Cole said, I played the coon role before. But then I realized who I was and my value. Say that, bro. I mean, every now and then, everybody do something to keep a yeah. job. Boss tells a joke. <laughs> <laughs> what a hoot. <laughs> what a hoot. <laughs> You're so clever, boss. You're so clever. <laughs> Always joshing. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to feed your kids now. Let's yeah. say but that's not really cool if you got to do what you got to do to yeah. feed your kids. That's being and wrong. Then, then again, we, who dictates what and what, where, yeah. like, you When know, you draw the line. Whatever you had to do, whatever you said, however it went down, you got to look yourself in the mirror with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's basically how I look at it. So, I try, you know, I don't judge, but I will take, I will, you know what I'm saying, learn. You know what I mean? I watch and I learn. But, man, hey, we talk about being black, though, in America. It, it's a lot of code switching that go on. That's what to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's a certain way I flow with you, that I flow differently when I'm doing business. But that's anybody, regardless of, of the ethnicity or the color yeah. of skin. You talk differently to your friends than you, you mm -hmm. are at work. Now, I will say this. Nobody do it like black people. I, I tell you, how many times you, you've been home? Like, hello, my sweet Delisa. Um, who may I ask this call? You don't talk like that, though. Who may I ask this call? I sure do. Uh -huh. My kids be like, Mom, why are you talking like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's indisposed right now. <laughs> Is there any way I can help you? You know, but we, we all had that white representative. I mean, it's been trained that ingrained in us that, you know, that, that's the way you act. But now, thank goodness to this administration being in the office, y'all got to see they just as dysfunctional. There's a lot of infighting that go on. People say we don't get along, all this other stuff. They don't get along either. Bottom line is the power structure is the power structure. We have to stop finding ways that we're not alike and look at ways that we are alike. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, as, as black folks come together. Y'all tapped in to the Full Disclosure Show. Derek Lamont was the first. Big Dick Dastley, Bobby Rich Green, Lisa, Lisa, Little Lady House. You want to go ahead and uh, set it off, Miss, Miss Lady? So I am going, I want to talk about all these missing kids, missing black kids. And that's coming up missing, and we ain't talking about it. I don't know 
if y'all been seeing it on y'all's news feed and y'all's Facebook as much as I have, but I've been seeing a lot of it. And in my particular city, my area, um, it's really, it's really, it ranks high in human trafficking. So I want to share some light on this and, uh, and talk about all these missing kids and all these missing women, black women and black kids coming up missing. I don't, I don't think it's not just human trafficking. I think a lot of it has to do with organ harvesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I had seen this, I seen this crazy uh, video on Facebook. I seen it a couple years ago and I just recently seen it again, it surfaced. And, the, and it's this black woman, she's from Germany. I can't remember her name, but she was taking these melanin injections to make her turn black. So her story is she was taking these injections and now her skin is as dark as mine. And even, she says, even the texture of her hair has changed. Did her credit score change? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that changed. I think she's still white around there. And then she said that her doctor told her that when she had a baby, that her baby would come out brown, black, because she was taking these melanin injections. So I'm like, well, where the fuck is this woman getting these melanin injections if all this is true? You know what I'm saying? Is this where these missing kids is? You know what I'm saying? Some of these missing kids is going? You know what I'm saying? They're taking these kids' as organs and they melanin and their hearts and giving it to these crazy-ass white people. And United States ain't shedding no lights on it, but yet and still, not to uh, discredit your topic, but we're talking about things like Stephen A. and all that shit, but what about these missing kids and these missing organs? I just think that we need to shed light on this. And I see you got some statistics over there, Rich. Yeah, this was, uh, I was doing the human trafficking side over here and uh, picked the state with the most uh, human tra- trafficking cases this per capita. And, you know, you, you want to read that? Yeah, it says that Ohio ranks number four. Didn't, uh, they just, didn't they just have a sting? And was it Toledo? I think it was Cleveland or well, Toledo. Toledo. Toledo is the number one in, in the north. Mm-hmm. the number one place for human trafficking. And that's because it's kind of close, believe it or not, to the border of Michigan. And then it's easy to get to Canada from there. Yeah, well, I see I had, this is where it's all just coming from because I had seen a video where this guy, he was sitting in the car and he was making a video because a couple of days prior, his wife and his daughter was at the mall shopping and this guy tried to kidnap him and his wife. Fortunately, they got away. And the guy, his wife wanted him to go out and look out for women because she was scared, you know what I'm saying? So, and it was in Michigan. And we just went to Detroit not that long ago. So I'm like, well, damn, that could have been, that could have been me. Because, you know, we went out to a bar and in this bar, I went to the bathroom and the bathroom was right by the door, but it was like a big wall. So somebody could have just came out, snatched me and took me out that door. Nobody never even would have seen me. Right. Correct. And I know here in our area, um, the shopping center is very uh, high risk because it's all those hotels there and then right. not too far from there is the, the airport. So I just think that we need to be careful. I think that me personally, I want to start taking my daughter to the bus stop because it's dark when she goes to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. And she walks with her brother, but they can snatch both of them up, put them in the van, and I'll never see them again. 
What are your thoughts on that, Rich? Well, you know, while you were talking about that, so I, I pulled up the uh, human trafficking thing, and then this, I just pulled up an article, and I shared it in the in the group while you were talking, and it's uh, CNN, I dated November 3rd of this year, November 3rd, 2019. Black kids go missing at a higher rate than white kids, and here's why we don't hear about them. Then they go into why you don't hear about them, and then they show the demographics of all U.S. children and then, you know, missing kids of color. About 14% of the U.S. children are black, but black kids account for more than a third of the missing child cases. So, for instance, if you're only 14% of something, but you account for 33% of the missing children, that is an epidemic. That's that's an epi of a, a, epidemic proportion. Uh, if we see whites, it, it includes Hispanics. You 57%, 76% uh, if you include Hispanics, and then 37% for black but we only make up 14% of the population. So um, I shared that article, y'all. Y'all go on to check that out. I, I believe, you know, at this point, I don't know what I believe. You know, is it organ harvesting? Could be. You know, I, I don't put anything past a, a, a country that would have something like a Tuskegee experiment or, you know, uh, the crack epidemic, which was manufactured, or the fact that uh, they use drugs to help fund a contra war. You, you can't put anything past having looser laws. And why is it when we sound an alarm for our children, it takes a longer time for, for us to get an Amber Alert mm -hmm. than it does for any other ethnicity uh, to get that Amber Alert? Why do our kids have to be missing? Was it 24 to 48 hours? Or is it, is it 24 hours straight or is it 48? 48. Okay, before they start um, plastering it. You know, but they do things arbitrarily. And I can see if it was the same for everything. Patrick Bubboy Cole said, you start to see a story here. And they're about black bodies being found with missing organs. I have seen that, you know, and I wonder, sometimes what I try to do before, especially if I get it off Facebook, I like to cite at least three different places that I can find that information. Mm -hmm. Because right now, especially with the election about to go on, you're gonna start seeing more of these stories. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're highlighting missing people right now because they never cared before. But right now they want to take some of that shine off of what's going on in the White House. So you're gonna hear more of these stories coming up. So y'all be careful because we like to be they like to distract yeah. us from what's mm -hmm. the risk. That's so right true. now they must be trying to pass some law that we're gonna find out that happened at this time, right now, because we are caring about what yeah. Colin Kaepernick and missing people and all this other stuff, and then we found out they just took it right away. And, yeah. And so Well, I, uh, in 2013, uh it was a young man by the name of Kendrick Johnson. They had found him rolled up in a, in a mat mm -hmm. in his school where they found his body. His organs was missing. So they said his body was stuffed with newspaper. So, and I've seen a couple cases like that where they found the, where they found the young man or later on, they found the body or the body was flown to the parish or something and the organs was missing. So I think it's a combination of sex trafficking and organ harvesting. Mm -hmm. But either way it goes, I think maybe in some areas, maybe in our area, it might be more so like sex trafficking. And in other areas, it might be more so with human, I mean, organ harvesting. But either way it goes, I don't want to be a part of none of it. Yeah. Dee, what you think? Well, you know, supply and demand, right? When you want to get into weather, I mean, there's a, yeah. supply and demand. I mean, there's a demand for organs and there's a demand for sex. So that's what you have. That, that's the 
you know, I, I don't want to say the American way, but that's where it's all over the world. Like yeah. it's a, a, a epidemic, you know what I mean, in the world. So, like you have a people who are waiting on on, on organs, you know, and if they got money, somebody is gonna say, hey, I can get you, you know, this and that. I mean, I think it's it's definitely a combination, but, but it's a it's a supply and demand, and you know. Pond the phrase, but a lot of times, you know, impoverished areas, you are we like low hanging fruit. You know what I mean? As far as you got a lot of kids who are in single parent homes, you got a lot of kids who, you know, are latchkey kids, and you know, in our communities, and you know, I don't know if it's necessarily a crime of race as more as it is opportunity. You know, to to, to go in our in 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 our neighborhoods and our areas and. As far as like, especially with the sex stuff, you know what I mean. It's like, I think organ harvesting is more race. I think that's what uh, I, yeah, I think and that's sex trafficking. Is, is I think yeah, organs, organisms, organs would definitely be targeted. But the, I think a lot of it, as far as the sex trafficking, is opportunity. Is mm-hmm. you know being in areas and seeing women who you can get and girls, young girls and young boys who you can get. You get something on the head, D. In this article, it says families don't have the resources. Families don't always have the financial resources to respond appropriately when the child is missing. They might not be able to afford a private investigator or take off from work to help look for their child and follow up with law enforcement and media. And in some cases, they might not know what to do. You know, and then it, it also went on to go and say uh, that some get classified as runaways. Yeah. Right. Why, why do you Why do you think that happens? Because of the the, the, the type uh, of home that that, that person yeah, is in. Yeah, because the the, mm-hmm. the 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 environment or the areas have certain risk areas. You know what I mean? And then you have a high, like in a rich area, of course, like you said, with the resources, it's going to be more low risk for kids, but high risk for people coming in there trying to take kids out of there and do type of things where you're going to, and you know, this whole, like a lot of these, the one that I saw that got busted, the sex trafficking ring, they was all, they was all brothers, you know, yeah. one of them was, uh, they was all in the church, the one that got busted, they had a, a ring, I think that one was in Toledo, where it was three pastors, they were all in it together and they were running a, a sex trafficking ring, so you got people People are in this in this business, man, and people that you would trust. Like you just can't, you you know what I'm saying. Be in the neighborhood and see somebody that ain't supposed to be there. You you know your guard is gonna be up when you see people that look like you, and they motives is to get you away and get paid. You know a lot of them are just what they call they just the ones that bring the girls to whoever wants them. And get their little money and go. But you know, once again, I look at it like this: this, this is the breakdown of the neighborhoods. We went from having neighborhoods to just hoods. Mm-hmm. It used to be Miss Minnie sat out on the porch. She watched everything. She knew everything that was going on. She knew your business. She knew your mama. She knew this. The more most most people nowadays probably don't even know a neighbor two doors down, two doors that way, and two doors this way. You don't know your neighbor. The one across the street, we don't talk to each other. Nobody's watching each other's kids because we all are. Oh, I take care of mines. I do all this other stuff. But that's a pressure society for you to go out there and work and make money. And then the other thing is the, the the moving of families away. You know, that's why I say like a lot of sub- the subsidized housing and all this other stuff is probably a bad thing. It starts to erode the neighborhood. Once again, if you have neighborhoods full of families, you remember it'd be a house that had 20 family members in it. Yeah, you laugh at that now, but that was strength. 
that was stripped. And you probably had more well-rounded people in there. I didn't say all of them were, but you probably did. And the fact is, we all looked out for each other. Mm -hmm. If we could get our neighborhoods to look out for each other and people scared to mind other people's business, just like how that young lady got shot. The neighbor, if you, if my neighbor, if I see Darren door open, I'm going over there. I'm saying, what the, what the hell going on? Why's your door open at 2 o'clock in the morning? Mm -hmm. D, what's up? I'm strapped. I got my stuff on, but I'm ready. Because that's like my family. We got to get back to that. Call the police, and then she ended up getting shot. But how many times you you see you you see these stories of kids just walking down the street? I saw a bus driver stop the bus and grab a, a baby that was in diapers. You know, it's it's just crazy things like that. But thank goodness mm -hmm. that the bus driver was cognizant enough to say, "Hey, something is wrong here." And I and I was you know, and I do this often. I, I well, I do it all the time when I'm driving. I see kids walking all the time, like somebody sells me a little boy on the ground. I always. Look around. It's just a habit. You know what I mean? Like, I was driving, I see somebody walking. I don't know this child. But I just have, I just, you know, I do a quick look around just to see if there's anybody looking or anything out of You know, I got that problem. white van that always giving out kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you just, you know, you never know. You might see something, you know, somebody yeah. driving around or whatever. But, yeah. too, man, I think, you know, we do have to get back to making sure our children are understand the things to do when situations are upon them you know what i mean you know i know we used to they we used to get that drill in our head like yeah, if somebody tried to use run all the way and i i think we kind of got away from that you know yeah. i think we kind of yeah, took a lot of things yeah. for granted you know what i mean after a while so i think you know it's just like with the whole thing with being black, you know, you used to have the, the speech like you, you got to be three times better than yeah, the, yeah. you know what I mean. And then it's like, you, call white folks, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, we got to get back to installing that. We don't. Stuff in it's our like, kids. yeah, we don't. We want to uh, adhere to all the negative things that we that people say is black culture, but we we don't take all the positive things that people say is black culture. Like me growing up, I remember. I remember. My neighbor, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? She was allowed to tell me, sit your ass down, bring your ass in here. She was allowed to tell me what to do, and she'd go tell my mama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember having the lady sitting on the porch watching everything. I need to get back to And that. we don't. Well, there's one thing, in my opinion, that killed that, man, and that was the crack era. You know, the crack era made where you couldn't trust nobody. When, that, when crack hit, you had to lock your windows because now yeah. people was breaking your house. Before that, man, you could leave your door unlocked. You could leave your windows unlocked. It didn't matter. It wasn't the poverty. You know, we were still cool. But when that hit, you you, you had to, it, it caused a lot of paranoia in the communities. It and, and it just, I, we, we never really all the way recovered from it, I don't feel. But, uh, it's you want to say something, Rick? Yeah, we got somebody saying We always have that trauma, but never have that therapy. That's Joel. That cool Joel, period. we talking about the uh, missing kids, and particularly all the missing black kids. That uh, and not just the kids, but the women too. You know what I'm saying? Somebody needs to start kidnapping us. Shit, when when we can we go missing? Goddamn it! We want to go. I want to go missing. What's going on, family? Hey, what's going on, Brother X? We got Brother Xavier Allen on the line. What's up, X? Hey, I'm well. Good to hear y'all voice. How's everybody doing? Oh, man, we doing great. 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 Wonderful. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. Um, y'all still on this issue about talking about uh, 
missing children yeah. and family members. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. I just wanted to add a little something, man, to the conversation. That, uh, you know, there's a, a, this is one of the topics, man, where, you know, our community can, can really make some hard decisions on where we stand because a lot of what we do is just reacting to situations. Somebody go missing, then we react. If somebody gets hurt, raped, or killed, then we react. And we ain't proactive, man. But um, this is one of the situations where, you know, we have to look at, with all these children missing, none of us got the resources. So it's a question of, we got to decide how we feel about law enforcement. You know, we got to decide how we feel about, you know, community agencies. We got to decide, you know, how we feel about, you know, building and protecting our community. I heard, you know, y'all talking about knowing neighbors and, and knowing the children and, and being known the other side and knowing your neighbors and letting people know you. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, this, uh, as this stuff is unfolding, you know, one thing that when everybody making all these posts on social media and talking about it at work, nobody's saying how they want to put themselves out there as a stable part of the community. You know, when, uh, Derek, you made a great point. You talked about how when the drug epidemic really created a lot of distrust, you know, we haven't bounced back in, in mass and big numbers and said, hey, look, I'm in the community. I'm trustworthy. We, we, a lot of us run to try and find another community where we feel this is trustworthy. Yeah, that's right. Instead of creating that where we are. And, um, I mean, so to me, one of the, the most powerful things we can do is protect our our children, these young, know, these women, and it's not just girls, but boys too, right? Right. Right. One of the most popular things we can do is be one of the stable people of the community so folks do know you, do know where you stand, and also know the resources we got to help us run our community better. Yeah, you know, and one thing I, I see a lot, Xavier, is uh, people say they're running to the government or uh, looking for political figures to give help, where I think the help is the hood. The help is the people in the neighborhood. The help help is the individuals working together as a team. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, the, the government only going to do what the community wanted to do anyway. You know, the government is people. And so, yeah, money makes things move, but also, you know, folks yelling at somebody, some council person or mayor of Georgetown makes things move too, you know? That's it. And, you know, a, a lot of people really don't understand that the local level government is really what has the most power in a particular given community. And also, we, we, got, we got these sayings, each one teach one, but the, the best one we have is, it takes a village. Yeah. It takes a village. Uh-huh. And we gotta, uh -huh. get, back, we gotta be, get back to protecting that village. Mm -hmm. Us as black men first, making sure our, our women are protected because our women are too vulnerable right now. And if our women are vulnerable, guess what else? Our children are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we have to take it upon ourselves and say, oh, not on my watch. So Derek, I think that's a great thing you do when you're riding around, you're looking out like, just make sure everything cool with this. You know, We need to be more cognizant, more aware as men uh, and as people, uh, as adults in this community and, and get each other back. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And, and as adults, man, and, and, and Rich, I know you do this, and you told me about, you know, uh, just you and Derek as homeboys doing it, but uh, one thing we got to go in and do is confront each other. You know, we got we got knuckleheads in the community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like uh, that movie here. I mean, you can't sell us all the way out without the cooperation from inside the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And so, so, so we can't be walking around fearful of confrontation and conflict. That's just another part of life. And addressing that and letting it be known, no, that ain't gonna happen over here. Because you, uh, unfortunately, a lot of us in the community, we don't know where that next woman or man stands on their values and their code. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
but get back and let people know who you are, where you stand. Like, you know, one thing y'all are doing with this show that I think is really dope is you put it out there who you are. You know, mm. folks know who you are, Lee. They know who you are, D. And they know who you are, Rich. So, you know, your, your code, your values become the public knowledge. Yeah. And people know what they can and can't come to. And they know what they expect and they try you. And it's not like that in a lot of the neighborhoods, and it needs to be. Yeah, you're right about that, man. Thanks for calling, bro. Thanks for being Thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Hey, Everything was spot on. Let me yeah. get in on that. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no doubt. Time to share my thoughts, y'all. Hey, hey, great input, brother Xavier. The full disclosure show, y'all. Turn like a TIL. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. <laughs> you get late. You better late than never. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Baba Rich Green, Dick Gosley, Lisa, Lisa, Little Lady House, and we're gonna go ahead and uh, slide into this. Uh, Social media post of the week. All right, well, this come right out of the side of the Full Disclosure Show's uh, page. Uh, we had Jerome Jackson, and he made a post. And uh, the post was about a couple. Now, I'm just going to read it. It says, uh, you and your wife or husband are out, and you noticed your baby mama and baby, or your baby daddy and baby, at a bus stop. Your wife, husband, tells you, that your baby mama, baby daddy, can't get in the car, but the baby can. What do you do? So let's just imagine, you know, this this Cleveland, Ohio, there's a blizzard going on. You see your ex standing there with your baby at a bus stop in a blizzard, and your significant other tell you, you, you your baby can get in, but that person can't get in. What do you do? Lisa? That's just fucking stupid. That's just, that makes no sense. If you're not going to let the baby, if you're not going to let the mother in, then why, why the fuck are you going to let the baby in? And if you're not going to let the baby in, what type of person did you to let a baby and to sit out there in a snow blizzard? I just think that there needs to be a, a level of maturity in adult in this situation. Now, if it's a snow blizzard, why? I mean, you can't just take the woman where she gotta go, especially if you see that the baby. Well, is, is in the picture, it, it wasn't a blizzard. It was cold. Let's so, say, you know, it's pretty cold. It's yeah, it's pretty cold. I don't care, blizzard. Well, blizzard or yeah, cold. cold. You know it's what pretty I'm cold out there. That's a baby. Yeah, y'all look in the comment section. You see, this is pretty. That look, that's frigid. Yeah, yeah that's I just think that that's just really stupid for that woman to feel that to feel like. To feel like that, you know, either you're gonna help or you're not gonna help. That's just like somebody saying, like, oh, I need $20 to finish paying this bill. You only get that person $5, but you got $20 sitting right there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just makes no sense to me. I got you. And there's just needs to be a level of respect for people, or, I mean, it just needs to be a level of maturity. In situations, how can you love a man or love a woman but don't love the kids? And I can understand. Well, it wasn't. She wasn't. She was cool she, with the kids. Kid kid but I'm saying, like, I can understand where there'll be situations where the mom might be acting crazy or she might be one of them drama field type persons or he or she. But I just think that if you're gonna help, then just help. If not, then just get the fuck away. Yeah, you know what? I probably should have gave my input deep before you get in. Um, my thought process is uh, along the, along your lines. Like, what would be in you that you're okay with leaving somebody out in the cold? I mean, what type of person are you? Now, granted, 
we don't know the history mm-hmm. because in my own situation, I had a, a heck of a, a time with the person I had a child with. And I could see it was at certain points that I actually hated this person. However, if that situation ever came up, both of them getting in the car. I'm taking where you need to go. No, there's not, no love lost. But that's, that's my child. But that's just human decency. Yeah. I, I would hate to see anybody in that situation. It's times that I see people at the bus stop that I don't know. And I know it's a Sunday and they just missed that bus. And I feel like offering a ride. But just like we talked about, it's people coming up missing the whole nine. You, you come off like a creep almost. Yeah. But especially when it's, you see a sister, you're like, no. Nah. I see brothers. I, 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 I'm not giving a brother a ride. Like, hey, dude, you, just hop in, bro. That's, where are you going? Yeah, I'm going that way. Come on, let's go. Let's catch the bus. And we catch catch back up to the bus so they can get on that bus. It's just a human thing to do. We're in a society where you'll get arrested for leaving the dog outside, but it's okay to have humans sleeping outside. There's a large level of apathy that's going on. And in the relationship, I'm not that insecure that I'm so concerned. What are you going to do? Sleep with your baby daddy while we driving? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're going to do something, you're going to do it regardless. I can't stop you. I can't police your body. You can't police mine. But the truth is, I have a baby with that person. We have a child together. I'm not saying I'm going to hold that person in a higher regard than you. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, that's my family. That's part of my family out there. I ain't going to do it. I can't do it. And you just going to have to be mad. Yeah. Or, like Jerome Jackson said, I'm going to get out the car and stand with them. Yeah, I would say, like, you just going to, so you going to let the baby sit in the car, but you going to let her stand out there to the bus come. <laughs> well, we're going to take your baby over to your mama's house and your baby be there. <laughs> well, let me, let me, D, what you got? Allow me to frame this a little Allow bit. me to reintroduce myself. You know, a lot of these sound like, I want to try to put this in some context. I like to have context, right? So. We have a, uh, we have the baby mom, the ex, is, in, is at the bus stop with the baby. It's cold. Obviously, got somewhere important to go to, right? Correct. So, now, what, scenario number one, right? This is fairly a new relationship because if your ex has a baby, and that baby don't look like it's past one year old. So, so you broke up with this one, even if you got her pregnant when she was, if you broke up while you was pregnant, this relationship with this woman has to be pretty new. You know what I mean? You, you gotta have some kind of grace period in between before you met her. So, Correct. unless you was already cheating with your, that's why y'all broke up. He's already fucking this girl. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Scenario number two. You know what I mean? Then you got scenario number three is you, you was cheating on the ex with this girl. Correct. Or, or, or let me say the ex. Yeah, you cheating on the ex with this girl. Or you was cheating okay. on, or vice versa. Cheating, cheating going yeah, on it's some fuckery going on. Yeah. So in, in that scenario, just say the new girl, okay, you got this girl pregnant while you was with your girl, the one in the car. Now you, you dipped with your ex and you got her pregnant while y'all was still together. Now in this scenario right here, I feel her. Like, you know, we we've been together, you fucked your ex, got her pregnant. And I would feel her. Now, I would understand her feeling like, nah, mm-hmm. she can't get in this car. You know what I mean? You did that. And, you, and if you, you did that, and if you if you love your girl, you, you, you go, hey, baby, you, we're going to get a baby ride, but you got to uh, wait for the water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, she grown, she, 
Y'all just stood out there in the cold waiting on the bus. But in the other situations, like if this is a fairly new situation, there's no reason for you to be insecure. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no history. There's no reason for her to feel the way she felt like, uh-uh, she ain't getting in this car. You know, it had to be some kind of history for her to feel that way. And, but at the same time, even if you felt that way, I personally wouldn't say it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't sit there and say, oh, you, she can't get in this car. I might feel that way, but I think you get to the point where doing the right thing becomes important instead of being selfish. You know what I mean? Like, what, what is like you say? What are they going to do? Get it in the back seat? Yeah, and in yeah. that case, they're doing you a favor. But I can understand the sentiment. I can understand how, they, how she would feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I want that vision in this car. You know what I mean? But, like you said, though, the relationship is new. You know what I'm saying? Let's just say that's the scenario. Relationship is new. You have no reason to be insecure. Sometimes women, men, can just be insecure from a past, from their past. But my point is, like, if you're if you're new to this relationship, and he or she is already starting to act like this because it's your yeah. child. The child's not that's, gonna go nowhere. That's a serious red flag. So that's a red flag. So you need to go ahead and get your shit and get to moving on while the relationship is new before you get mm-hmm. before you get involved and feelings get hurt. But you know, in playing devil's advocate, you know that's that's what I do. Now I'm gonna say this: I respect the new girl for letting it be known how she feels. Mm-hmm. She's let it be known because a lot of times people will keep it hidden and have animosity. Animosity will be growing. So she, even though it sounds she been looking at you all day, yeah. right after you, what's wrong? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Mm. But. Then three months later, you gave that. I just think it's funny how. (laughs) I find it funny how we went down the exact street she was on. What? (laughs) You knew that. You knew that bitch was at the bus stop. (laughs) So, so you went to go pick her up on purpose. (laughs) We gonna give it. We gonna give it this fair thing. But I, you know, once again, I can't tell anybody how to feel, and I wouldn't want to tell somebody how to feel. If that's how that person feels. You know, it's up to you as an individual to decide. At least she put it out on the table or he put it out on the table. Do you want to deal with that? Personally, I wouldn't want to. And I've had situations where mine could have been real mad at the ex. Like, oh, no, this and this and this, and I don't want this and I don't want that. And probably deep down, that's how they probably felt. But it came out more passive-aggressive. But it was never said, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But... um, it wouldn't fly with me because if it's cold out there and I see my my, my baby out there, my son, my daughter, what have you, all y'all. Well, come see, you know, I, I think I think the pers- I think it's a lot of times perspective. Like all three of us know what it's like to try to deal with the relationship between your kids, mom, your ex. You know what I mean? And, and, and how difficult. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a difficult relationship to man, maintain sometimes. It you is. know what I mean? It, depending on how, how, how you know, the, the baggage is just difficult. So, like, when we get in this situation, like, you know, you, you, you dating a woman, she got a baby dad. Well, you know, you got, you, you, uh, you kind of know, know the territory. Mm-hmm. Like, where, uh, as far as, like, a woman that don't have no kids or a man don't have no kids and, and they dealing with a person that does have kids and just, you know, there's all kind of things to deal with and go through. Like, so this woman seems like a woman that don't have no kids and she ain't got to deal with no baby dad. So she want to start saying this and that, this and that. Like, it's like when you break up and you say, I don't want my 
sons out about no other man. You know what I mean? You know, then you realize, hey, you know, that's just cause of the territory. That's the territory. You know what I mean? I remember having Brown a man that's gonna love him like 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 he is. Then right, not you know, then the opposite, and then having that animosity toward that person. You never get to know that person. You never know what you and that person may have in common. You know, and there's some people out here that you might get with that treat your kids better than the person that had the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, we and we talked about this before. You know, Thanks. on this, it's like, hey, let these. If somebody want to step up, to step in and be a part of your kid's life, get to know that person. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and embrace that person, embrace that relationship. We need to start growing up as people, especially especially in a situation like this. This is his baby's mom. This woman has his child. So if you if you a woman. And you really, uh, and you up on game, you thinking like, you know what, well, I don't want my man's life to be compromised. You know what I mean? Because you leave her out there, okay, leave, leave her, say, say, you say, she say, okay, I'm gonna get my baby, put in the car, nah, you can't come in. You can't, you can't, I'm sorry. My girl yeah. said you can't my, come Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so, <laughs> now, now what happens next time when your weekend comes? To get the kids, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Now it's this and it's you that. Get your ball yeah. and be now you done created a problem in your <laughs> man's life that wasn't there before. You know what I mean? I so agree. now you and that in turn makes your relationship Probably. because he's looking at you like you know now because you know you was tripping, now she tripping. You know what I mean? So it's like you know. If, Sounds if like she might have. Bob that. Over top. In studio audience here. On the spot, Bob. Man, I swear that was on the spot. You threw me off with it. Right, right, right. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds was okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, I threw everybody for a loop on that one. Yeah. It's, but I think I think a lot of times we come into a mentality in a relationship where we come in 50 50. And it sounds like she may have that mentality. We come into a relationship in 50-50 instead of coming into 100, 100%. But people don't even realize that that the, the person that they are presenting is the 50% of themselves, whereas they feel like whereas not presenting 100%. You understand what I'm saying? You give you giving yourself 100. You giving yourself 50%, but you think that you're She's coming from a selfish standpoint, which mm-hmm. most people do. She's thinking about her own feelings, her own feelings. You know, she feels away because she feels threatened. And instead of being able to just put that to the side temporarily, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and think about the the big picture. We all, a lot of people be little picture, you know, just mm-hmm. how I feel. And not thinking like, well, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to cause no ripples mm-hmm. between his relationship between his baby mom because she ain't thinking like that. Mm-hmm. She's just thinking about how she uh, feels. I, feel, I, feel I feel it's dope. Yeah. Maybe she should learn how to communicate. I feel all I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm not saying. <laughs> well, I just get out and catch the bus. Yeah, yeah. You get you and your bitch and your child. <laughs> I catch the bus. Like, you don't have to worry about me no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's doing her a favor. Especially if a dude tripping off or something like that, too. I mean, that, that's a dangerous situation. You don't want a man like that around your kids. Mm-mm. Because it, it's not, that's somebody who can hurt your kids if they get mad at you. Yeah. I'm done. See, but you know, as a man, I mean, me, I'm at the bus. I don't want to get in the car. Me, personally. I catch a bus. That's just how I, that's just me. 
You know what I mean? Just saying, I'm on. Just saying, child in the. No, just, yeah, I'm gonna put my child in the bus. Oh yeah, that's good. I was bringing you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was on my way to drop the little yeah. run around off anyway. Uh, you saved me some time. I don't want to get a car. I mean, I'm good. I'm a man. I'm. A, I catch the bus. I'm right. Tuning in and, and, and tapping in with us. Trying to drive the thing forward, man. A great show. Really, really, really great show. Really great show. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, we talked about what? Oh, man. We, 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 we talked about, about the uh, Mr. Children. Missing yeah, black children. Blackness, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, try to give it to, to y'all 100. We're going to keep it 100. Facts. Hey, let's welcome Lisa back once again. Once, from, once from again. Yes, 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 so yes, happy please. to be back. Jay and Jerome Jackson, yeah, we just hit you up, man. We, we shout out to Jerome Jackson. Jerome Jackson, you know, thank you. Had to, uh, had to uh, social media post of the week. Y'all keep posting the group, keep putting stuff in there. We're trying to get to, you know, the topics y'all want to talk about. If you want to be on the show, I, I, I'm oh, trying man. to hit us, hit us up, man. Inbox any of us, you know what I'm saying? You get on here and tell us what's on your mind. It's all love all day. Tell the people you love them, you love them. Tomorrow ain't promise. Make sure you stay royal. Yeah, we'll be out there in Columbus. Patrick Bubba Boy Cole, come holler at us this weekend. Peace.